Now, John U. Bacon is standing by, New York Times bestselling author. Nobody knows everything inside Michigan athletics more than John U. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right, Big Bill. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing good. Just about you know eight, nine days ago, everything seemed like it was a maize and blue parade all the way possibly to a national championship. And now we get a story that just won't end, and it is a bye week, and Harbaugh has been an easy target maybe from within and also on the outside, NCAA uh, in Ann Arbor uh, this week. Uh, John, the question I'm asking the audience, how is this going to play out? And look, I'll tell you this, Bill. Anybody tells you they know what the NCAA is going to do. They know how Michigan is going to respond to the NCAA. If they know how they're going to respond regarding Harbaugh's contract, which has still not been finalized, if they know what Jim Harbaugh is going to do, is lying. Because right now, nobody knows any of those things. Um, got you know, some guesses, but right now the range is so incredibly broad, starting with the fact that this rule has never really been tested before. It's Rule 11.6.1. It's been around since 1994 as a cost-cutting measure uh, to reduce the number of coaches, not about ethics or sportsmanship or safety. Um, and they almost killed it two years ago when they said it provided a minimal competitive advantage, but they did not kill it. It's still a rule. And if you break that rule, of course, then you are now subject to whatever the NCAA infractions committee sees fit. Uh, so there's no template here. There's no sentencing guidelines, if you will, to borrow a phrase from the legal world. Um, there's almost no way to predict how the NCAA is going to respond in this case. From what you've read that seems to be credible, and again, you're a a writer, journalist, uh, you could classify that better than most. What does stick out to you where you say to yourself, Michigan could be in trouble here? Well, it's just a drip, drip, drip you hear every day. Every day there's a new story. Every day there's more information about um, Connor Stallion, the analyst in question, um, about his travel plans, his expenses, um, involving other people to help him, which who may or may not be Michigan employees. I think they're not Michigan employees in most cases, but I don't know that anyway for sure. Um, so anyway, um, that you know the drip, 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 the PR battle. I can we can say pretty safely, I think Bill has already been lost, and no matter what happens next, uh, the Brewers and Michigan's reputation has already been suffered. I think um, so. That has stuck out. Just the, and also what's sticking out is I can't recall a case where the NCAA has leaked this much or even at all. They almost never leak. Um, so this has been unusual that way. Um, next up, of course, the, apparently the private investigative firm that found all this from Connor Stallion's computer. I can't recall a private investigative firm being involved in one of these cases either. Again, none of this ultimately matters in terms of it doesn't matter who the messenger is and all that. If, they have evidence that Michigan has broken the rules. There was going to be a punishment. That's all there is to it. Um, but these are unique circumstances that I can't recall seeing before. John Upegan, New York Times bestselling author. He knows everything inside uh, Ann Arbor and the University of Michigan. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. Yeah, the one thing I, I take from my 32 years of doing sports radio all across the country, locally, statewide, nationally, that when there are a lot of leaks, you don't have a strong case. That would that, that's kind of my read, my gauge, and I agree with you with the NCAA or an investigative firm saying they had access to Michigan computers, which doesn't seem legal. But I'm not a lawyer. 
that if the NCAA had something already, they'd be pushing on Harbaugh uh, to be suspended just like Connor Stallions was. to what you're saying, but if you're asking me, Bill, uh, to predict or analyze how the NCAA functions, I gave that up a while ago. <laughs> so uh, when they did not pursue a case where the Virginia lacrosse player uh, tragically killed his girlfriend, also a Virginia lacrosse player, female lacrosse player, and the NCAA did nothing, which I think the NCAA should have done nothing because they, they don't handle homicides. That's the FBI. That's uh, far above their pay grade, but they got involved in the Penn State case. Uh, there's very little rhyme or, rhyme or reason to what they decide to pursue and what they decide to not pursue. So in that sense, again, anybody says they've got a framework for how it's all going to happen, we've all got our guesses. And I realize these are disappointing answers, Bill. When you call a guy up for some expertise and he tells you no one knows a damn thing, that's not very satisfying. I get that. But that, I think, is largely the case right here. There's obviously a lot of a lot of gears in motion. There's no question about that. And the PR battle, again, is the one thing we can talk about confidently is certainly not going Michigan's way. One thing you do know, uh, you know the inner workings politically and privately at the University of Michigan. I stated on this show, and I've said it numerous times, that Jim Harbaugh hasn't had a lot of people stand with him on the podium outside of the day he was hired and the infamous pay cut and the current delay on the contract and uh, some at Michigan hoping he was going to take that Vikings uh, job, uh, the three-game suspension for Burgergate, which still isn't finished with the NCAA, will be in 2024. So you ask yourself, why not wait? Why not stand up to the NCAA? Now we get this uh, crickets when it comes to everybody else at Michigan. What is the Harbaugh support base in and out of the University of Michigan? Uh, it's hard to put an exact figure on it, I guess, or exact outline. I would say a few things about that. One, one reason why I think, certainly my strong hunch on this one, that Michigan said nothing in the current environment is that they are trying to obey the gag order, which apparently the NCAA is not obeying, uh, but they are given a gag order and they're supposed to not say anything about the current situation. So that might explain that, which also means you're getting one side of it and Michigan's not responding. Um, I'm not sure what Michigan's response would be, um, but that's one aspect, too. I mean, it's not a secret that, you know, Ward Manuel and Jim aren't particularly close. As you point out, that when they cut his pay in half, um, that contract happened very quickly when they're about to sign him to make him the richest um, Big Ten coach. That's taken a year and a half or so. Uh, but you also have to say, too, that if Ward Manuel was trying to get rid of Jim Harbaugh, then that would have been easily done in January of 2020. I'm sorry, 2021, when he's finished the two and four season minus a game against Ohio State that never happened. Um, that would have been an easy time for Ward to get rid of um, Harbaugh and without probably a whole lot of pushback from the fan base and others at that stage. Um, so you, it's, it's not, I'm not seeing very many blacks and whites here, black and white situations. I've seen a lot of shades of gray um, in most of these situations. Um, so that one included. I again realized, Bill, that's unsatisfying no no because we were none of us are on the inside i mean you're down in ann arbor and you've written many books connected to michigan you know a lot of people that's no one knows what the ncaa is thinking no one knows what michigan uh has and doesn't have uh compared to what the ncaa or some private investigator got from michigan computers and lawyers are 
running the show, which means you're not going to get a lot of information. I, I think this, and I think Ballas said it on the show a couple days ago, the biggest punishment for Michigan is happening right now where they're being labeled as a cheater. And I think that was, it seems to be this high leakage daily drip, if you want to call it, that you're punishing the hardball in Michigan that their success the last two-plus years has been because they knew the signs. Yeah, I think Chris is right about that. Um, I phrase it differently that Michigan is, we can say emphatically, that Michigan is definitely losing the PR battle. Uh, but in that case, and you know, maybe it's already lost, and in that case the damage has been done going forward, that uh, the grumble will always be there. That Ham, the cheeseburgers brought up some of that. This is obviously going to bring up a lot more than that. Um, and also it's got to be said, too, that, you know, you notice how Deion Sanders uh, does his own thing and doesn't really play a part of the coaching fraternity. Jim Harbaugh is very much the same. When he was asking for pre-transfers before the coaches wanted it, he's asking for satellite camps and so on. Um, there's not a big safety net there. There's not a lot of coaches out there willing to take Jim's side during this process. Um, I don't know if Jim cares that much about that at all, frankly. Um, but that's where you see it here, too, and also in the media, kind of the same thing. Um, but again, ultimately, none of it matters. It's it, the PR does matter. Chris is absolutely right about that. And that damage has probably already been done. Um, but ultimately, it's going to come down to where's the evidence and what is the counter evidence and and what should they do about it? And we're not there yet. And what are the precedents? We know about the Baylor half game suspension. You're the NCAA. Michigan has their lawyers. Harbaugh can have a lawyer. Connor Stallions can have a lawyer. Uh, what's your precedent? You're going to punish Michigan and uh, you know, borderline death penalty, the program, at least based on uh, the court of public opinion, yet you did this uh, to Baylor. So there, there's a lot to sort through. I, I need to see the facts. I've been standing by that. A lot of people said I'm living in denial or are saying that. Uh, no, I'm, I've read and heard a lot in terms of allegations, but I haven't seen no evidence yet. Is that? Uh, that's accurate. I don't know who, I mean, obviously a tight circle of people who've seen the evidence, um, whatever evidence they have currently. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, you're in uncharted territory here. Uh, there's the case in 2016, the Baylor case you mentioned, where the coach, assistant coach, was found to have broken this rule and was given a half-game suspension. Obviously, it's a slap on the wrist. Um, this will almost certainly be more than that, whatever they decide. Um, but it's uncharted territory. This rule does not have sentencing guidelines to it the way most of their rules do, the way they do in the court of law. Uh, they used to have the level one, level two, and each came with various parameters, of course, accordingly. And this one really doesn't. Um, so that's, that's part of the equation there as well. So uh, more unknowns than knowns is, the, is my conclusion currently. Uh, more unknowns than knowns. Uh, that could be the next book uh, from John U. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon. Or it could be Fifty Shades of Maize and Blue Gray. He's going back and forth on uh, different. What, what, before I let you go, what is your next book? I know you're just wrapping it up, right? Uh, only kind of. Uh, I am up north right now for three days of solitary writing. You see how well that's working, Bill. Um, I'm supposed to be doing the shining thing with my wife and my son down in Ann Arbor and writing by myself, but doing a lot of interviews these days. Um, it is on the Edmund Fitzgerald, right in your backyard, of course. Um, and, uh, and that I'm supposed to finish the first draft by October, by November 1st. And that seems unlikely to happen, but I'm pushing hard that the next uh, con contractual deadline. So that will come out in two years in 2025 with the anniversary of the 50th anniversary of the sinking on November 10th. 
1975. One of the best writers in the business, New York Times bestselling author and a Michigan insider, John U. Bacon, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. John, appreciate your huge opinions on the Michigan situation. Bill, always a pleasure. Thanks, man.